Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Prayer is us communing with the Lord, an opportunity to communicate with Him and to connect with Him. And then I realize we all communicate differently. Even when you're in this room, there are some people that are just loud. It doesn't matter where they are, who they are talking to, how close the person is. They are just loud. They are loud with each other. And oh my God, they scream at God when they're praying. I'm like, Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website, at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. And we're going to be talking today about prayer. So I have been a church goer my entire life because when you grow up in Linda Ware's house, that's what you do. It doesn't matter what you did the day before, how long you stayed out that night or whatever. Come Sunday morning, you were there bright and early in Sunday school and you couldn't just go, you had to participate. So if there was ever an activity that needed a volunteer, consider yourself volunteered. And so we were always there, not always willing, but there. When I got, when I turned 16, around the time I turned 16, uh, was when my personal journey with the Lord began. I you know, found out there was a such thing as a personal Savior, that there was more to church than just attending church. There was a little bit more required on our behalf. And so it became personal to me. And so then I attended church because I wanted to attend church. And it was a marvelous thing until there was this whole prayer thing. You know, where they were like, prayer is, um, is such a very important part of your Christian work walk. And I was a little insecure about prayer because God being who he is and uh, maximizing every possible opportunity saw fit to put me into the house uh, of an intercessor. So I don't know how many of you live with an intercessor. It's a different sort of thing. And if you are a little insecure about praying, and you live with somebody who's an intercessor, after a while, you're going to become a lot insecure about praying because she could pray long and she could pray loud and she would pray often, uh, always, and expected everybody else to be like, and I'm like, okay, we're going to do this. And then, you know, at church, and it'd be like, there was this whole movement of, can you not pray with me for one hour? And, and I would be giving it all I had. And then I was done. And I look at my watch and we're like 10, 15 minutes in. So I would be like, well, I'm just going to sit over here for a little while and try and look holy while I doodle in this notebook. Uh, and Lord, if you need me, just give me a shout out. You know, and I would be like, I just can't do this. Oh, Lord. And then they want you to pray in public. And some people, oh, my gosh, the words they could, every scripture, chapter and verse and such beautiful language. And I would be like, somewhere in there, you said something about if I was sick, I could be healed. I don't know where it was, but I remember hearing somebody say something. I'm going to need that one. And so then there was something about when the enemy comes, how, you know, you can be a shield or something. I'm going to need that one too. And they were like, you got to pray the word to the Lord. And I'm like, Lord, I hope you remember it because I can't, but I need that one. I'm going to need that one applied in this situation. And so a lot of my prayers would be like, Lord, help me pray. Help me learn to pray. Oh, my God, help me pray. Help me be able to pray. And because he's so faithful, 
he would be like, he would show me what is prayer? Prayer is us communing with the Lord, an opportunity to communicate with him and to connect with him. And then I realized we all communicate differently. Even when you're in this room, there are some people that are just loud. It doesn't matter where they are, who they are talking to, how close the person is. They are just loud. They are loud with each other. And oh my God, they scream at God when they're praying. I'm like, I, I can't hear myself. Can't you? They're just loud. And some people are very soft spoken. I mean, like you have to lean in to be like, what? You're trying to hear and you're trying to read the lips and you're trying to read the room. You're like, what's she saying? She's saying. And they are that soft spoken with the Lord, but it doesn't mean their prayers aren't powerful because, oh my gosh, some things can happen. But that is just how they communicate. And some people are wordsmiths. I mean, they can come up with some vocabulary, some flowery language, them $10 words, and you're just sitting there going, that is so beautiful. I don't know what it means, but it is so beautiful what they said. And they communicate to God in that way, and they have all, you're just so majestic and so awesome. And I'm just like, God, you good. And thank you for all you've done. And I'm like, you know, and some people are that way. They communicate that way with each other. They communicate that way with the Lord. And some people, they can ravel off. My husband can just ravel off scriptures back and forth. And I'm like, I've been reading the same Bible. What is it? It's in there. What he said, Lord, what he said, I'm going to need what he said. And sometimes it can be intimidating when you're around those people and you pray. But the most important thing to remember is, did you connect with God? Because that is what's important when we're speaking with each other. You can use the the best language. You can speak loud. You can speak low. But if the person you're speaking with is not connecting to you, if they're not communing with you, then you've wasted your time. And we don't want to waste our time like that. We want to connect. Now, why do we have to pray? I mean, you know, there's, the scriptures just replete with prayers. that They tell us to pray without ceasing, for this is the will of God concerning you. Pray always with prayer and supplication. If, you're, if you want to keep from falling into temptation, pray. If you're in trouble, pray. Prayer is about building a relationship. We want to be able to build a relationship with God. And we build a relationship with God just like we build relationships with each other. And how is that? We spend time with each other. You know, when you spend time with somebody, the more time you spend with them, the more you can anticipate um, some of their words, some of the, you know how people say, oh, they finish each other's sentences. Well, because they've heard those sentences before. You know, because I was over there telling y'all, don't encourage him to tell that joke. I'd heard it before. (laughs) But you wouldn't listen. But when you spend time in the presence of God and you connect with him and you commune with him, the more we do that, that's why the scriptures tell us to do it regularly, do it without ceasing, because we need to know God. We need to recognize his voice. So when somebody comes along and says to you, God told me that you're supposed to do so-and-so. You'd be like, nah, that ain't him. We spend time together. We talk, we're here. And he doesn't speak like that. He doesn't, say, he doesn't tell me to do things like that. So I don't know who you heard. You know, but you have to be ready for that. Because when I was younger, I had this man come up to me. God told me you were going to be my wife. No. Nah. 
He didn't say that. Not me, bruh. Not me. I am not the one. But if you don't know that, then you'd be like, okay. So you got to know God for yourself. Because people will hear, and they may not have any, you know, ill will towards you. They may have thought they heard, but every voice that you hear inside is not God. And you may have been looking in my direction when he said she was going to be your wife, but he didn't mean me. He was talking about that sister behind me. So we don't get it twisted. We got to know. And so you have to have a relationship with God. The more time you spend with him, then the more you become comfortable with him and the more you become comfortable with his voice so that when he speaks to you, you know it's him and we don't have to do all that hit or miss. You know, and you're like, Lord, I think you said, I don't know. If you see all the him and and hawing, you'd be like, I just want to hear his voice and jump on it. Just know. He said this, I'm ready, let's go. How are you going to do it? I don't know. He's going to tell me as I'm heading down the road. But he said, go, I'm on the ready, I'm going. And that comes from being able to spend, when we spend time with him and to know him. And that's what prayer does. It builds that relationship. We can anticipate um, almost finish God's in because he speaks to us through his word. And, you know, he can start, be like, okay, okay, I know where we're going with this. I know where we're going. All right, let's, let's go, God. Let's do this. But when you don't have that relationship with him, when you don't spend that time with him, then you're always wondering. And you're waiting for somebody else to come and confirm. And what kind of life is that when you're always waiting on somebody else to be like, well, God wants you to do this. You're like, well, I thought, you know, he wanted me to do something like that, but I wasn't sure. So, you know, now I know. But how wonderful is it when you can just hear him and, you know, people can confirm and you can go from there. Amen. I know. Y'all go ahead and drink a little bit of your own water if you got some. I'll wait for you. Go right ahead. So anyway, so again, so... You know, you're, you're more inclined to obey him because you know it's him. And you're ready to go and you're not resistant and we can just go on. And so now we know why it's important to pray. So then the next thing is how do we pray? And because God is so faithful and who he is, he even gave us that. You know, we call the Lord's Prayer, the model prayer. We have you in Matthew. If you haven't read it, y'all read it. Y'all can do it on your own time. So, but he teaches us in... We're supposed to be focused on the Gospels right now anyway. Y'all should have stumbled across it by now. It's in the first one. Okay? So if you haven't, okay, I ain't even going to give you the look, but you know what I'm thinking. All right. So he even told us how to pray. Now, because I like things as simple as possible, you know, and people are like, give it to me like a five-year-old. That's why I'm like, Lord, I don't want... Don't want to misunderstand, so I'm going to need you to break it down to me a little bit more. And those of you who know me know when I'm teaching, I like an acrostic. It's a wonderful memory device when every letter in the word means something. It helps me to remember. So that's what we have an acrostic today for prayer. So we're going to P-R-A-Y. So the first one we're going to do is P, and we're going to praise. When we first go into, Lord, into the presence of the Lord, you get ready to kneel to pray, stand to pray, sit to pray, however you pray. As long as you pray, if you want to be laid out on the floor, you got your little yoga mat that is your prayer mat because you don't yoga, or you got your little bench that you sit on with all your 
accoutrements, you know, you got all your stuff all around you, or if you're in your car or in your closet, wherever you go for your prayer place, we want to start out with praise. It is so wonderful to praise. We want to express approval, admiration of that's what what praise is. Now, we have to be careful when we praise each other. Because y'all know us, we'll get the big head. You know, enough people telling you how wonderful you are. You start to think, as they used to say, that your poo don't stink. And so we have to be careful about how much we praise each other. But we don't have to be careful about how much we praise God. Because we don't have an extensive enough vocabulary to actually declare to him how big he is, how awesome he is, how majestic he is. Oh, my goodness, how loving he is, how faithful he is, how he is our protector and our guide. He is our shepherd. Oh, my goodness, how much he cares for us, and we praise him. But what does it do when we praise him? It doesn't give God the big head, but it helps us to remember who he is and how he is and just how amazing he is so that when the enemy comes up to you and starts telling you what he's not, you don't have to fall for that. You're like, oh, sorry, I already know who he is and I know how he is because I remind myself every time I go into prayer, I remind myself just how amazing God is. You know, when you're reading through the Psalms or you listen through the Psalms, David is running in the wilderness for a lot. I'm hiding behind trees and rocks. And he's going, how great there are. You protect me from all my enemies. I'm like, dude, you living in a cave. But he still could acknowledge, even in these circumstances, it doesn't matter. My enemy can surround me all about, but I know you've got me, God. You've got me. You're going to protect me. You're going to show me a way out of this. Because we, you know, we praise him in the uh, Psalm 148 says, let them praise the name of the Lord for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven. I mean, think about how amazing and how powerful and the creative power in his words that our God before time spoke to nothing. I mean, it was nothing. And he just spoke a word. And that nothing, no matter how much it wanted to stay nothing, couldn't stay nothing. It had to become something, and not just a little something something, but a complex something. I mean, think about the universe, the earth, the moon, the stars, the sun, all of that became from nothing, from a word spoken, from your God did that. My God did that. Think about your body, how complex it is. I can't even imagine. We were talking about last week what a smile can lower your blood pressure. What? Even a fake smile. And I'm like, what? who does that? Our God does that. From nothing, he created us. And look at how we continue to grow. Think about the things that man can create. I mean, a computer boggles my mind that I can sit there and do this and that and the other and all this information be at my fingertips. The person who made that can't even, the creative power in them wouldn't even feel God's fingernail. You know, I mean, think about how big and what troubles are you coming to him with? 
I'm going to need $20 for gas, God, please. You mean you suffering in prayer for $20 worth of gas? I mean, come on. Look at how big your God is. And you are going to struggle because they don't like me at work. <laughs> come on. The God of heaven and earth loves you and says you are his. What that joker got to say? You, you will be all right. I'm going to pray for you. That's what I'm going to do. Don't like me if you don't want to see what's about to come on you. I'm about to rain down some love from heaven on your head. That's what I'm about to do. Because I know who I am. Because I know whose I am. My God is so much bigger. So much bigger than whatever I'm going through, whatever trials and tribulations. Some days you get up, this body don't want to work. I'm like, hey, Lord, you have given me a purpose. You have given me a plan. And I'm going to have to drag this leg down there until it starts operating the way it needs because I got work to do. And until you send somebody else or a new leg or heal this leg, which was it lepers, they said they were healed as they went. I'm going to be healed as I go because I can't sit up in this bed and do what you have called me to do. So we're going to get on and get going and we're going to do this because I know that he can because I've seen, I mean, just with you all's testimonies. I mean, think about if he has done that for us in this room, why wouldn't he do it? Think about stuff that has happened down in the world. People have had entire limbs grow out. If he could create this body one time, he can recreate it again. Think of the things that he can do. Let him be big in your life. Let God be bigger than the circumstances you're surrounded with. I mean, the enemy is talk. That's what he is. He's got a big mouth. And he knows how to put it to you in a way that you're like, well, maybe don't entertain those thoughts. God is so much greater, so much bigger. It was his jealousy that drove him to being what he is. So think about it. You know, he knows if he knows how great God is, why are you going to listen to him telling you that he's not? Don't fall for those tricks. So when we're going to the Lord and pray, just say, as Job said, I know my Redeemer lives. You got to know who God is on the inside. And we know that when we keep lavishing him with praise, when you speak those words over him, if you just have to walk around with the Bible on tape playing the Psalms, Lord, this is me. I know it sounds like this man, the dramatized version, but this is me saying this to you. Let them say it and you repeat it. They say it and you repeat it. And you just keep going. You know, if you don't have it memorized, that's fine. Play it and just say this, you know, like they, because some people do that when they fall in love with somebody, you you get a little poem book and you, um, this is, we're going to be like this me saying, and you read the poems to him or you sing them a love song. I may not be able to write the song, but I know how to repeat it. I can repeat it. Now, I mean, David had some good stuff. You'd be like, okay. He said, let them pray. All right. I'm going to pray. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm praising your name, Lord, for your name alone is exalted. Your glory is above heaven and earth. And he doesn't mind because you're speaking truth. Whether you're reading the truth or having memorized the truth, the truth is the truth. And that is who he is. And so we praise, we praise him, we praise him, we acknowledge him, we praise him. And that leads us to the R in prayer, which is repent. 
repentance. Because when you get into the presence of God, we see and we feel all that sin on us. We are like Isaiah, just wretched like Isaiah says, I was undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. I'm living around people of unclean lips. And you see how holy God is because repentance means to rearrange your entire way of thinking, feeling and being in order to forsake that which is wrong. And when we come into the beauty of holiness, when you're surrounded by the presence, y'all know what it feels like to be in the presence of God. You start to see how all of that is on. You think, what have I been into? What did I get into? Because when sin has the ability, we become nose blind. You ever heard of the phrase nose blind? You ever been in a room, you're just in there doing your thing, and somebody comes in, and they're like, what's that smell? And you're like, what? What? What smell? And they're like, something smells in here. You become nose blind to it. Because either you've been in it so long that you no longer recognize it, or it gradually started to smell around you, and you just didn't get it. You were used to it. But you can go outside, you know, takes a few deep breaths, cleansing breaths, get your nose all cleaned out, come back in, and you're like, ooh, I've been sitting in here with this. I didn't know. And that's how when we get into the presence of the Lord, you're like, I've been walking around with this on me, all this bitterness and strife and anger and unforgiveness. I've been rolling around in this stuff, y'all, and nobody tell me. I didn't know I was smelling like this. You know, you may be sitting, Jim, and the wind go by, and you get a, is that me? And you start checking yourself. When you get in the presence of God, you, ooh, oh, Lord, is that me? Is that, I didn't know, I didn't know. I've been, I've gotten so used to it. It had become, I let it become a part of my life. I got, Lord, get this off me. I can't get it off me. And he will do that. He will cleanse us. He won't reject you. He doesn't push you away. But he's like, no, come on. I I will wash you. I will clean you. No matter how many times you, oh, I'm in it again. I just stepped in it again. Come on, child. I will wash you. I will cleanse you. I will make you whole. He is faithful to do that. And like Pastor Tarzan, we was talking about David and, and Bathsheba the other week. Uh, the opportunity to sin will be forever present um, because Satan is faithful with that. He will provide you with opportunities to sin. And when you don't tell hell no and you get that stuff on you, we got to be also like David when the prophet Nathan came to him and was like, you, you got some stink on you, bro. David was like, oh. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me. Don't take your spirit from me. That's how we, when we smell that, when our nose becomes open from being in the presence of the Lord from our praise, then that's what we cry out, Lord, create in me a clean heart. I don't want this in me. I don't want to walk around all upset all the time, full of bitterness, full of unforgiveness, walking around lying and cheating and stealing and murdering people with my tongue. I don't want to be like that. I don't want that. Lord, get this off me. Create in me a clean heart. Lord, renew a right spirit in me. I want to stay in your presence. I want to dwell in your presence. And I know I need the stench of sin off me to be able to do that. And he is so faithful, so faithful to do that for us. And that leads us to the A, 
We all fresh and clean. We know how big our God is. It's time for some asking, some requesting to go on. And you're like, what am I going to ask for? Well, honey, what do you need? You broke? Then you have to ask, Lord, and you pray. Lord, did you say you would be my provider? I need some provision. I need you to show me where it is. You sick, Lord, I need healing. Heal me, Lord Jesus. I don't want these aches and pains in this body because it limits what I can do for you. Not heal me so I can go dancing in the street. Lord, heal me so that I can do what you have called me to do. You're brokenhearted. Lord, my heart is broken. People have taken advantage of me. Heal me, Lord. You've got mental issues going on. My mind, my thoughts are cloudy. I can't focus. Lord, I need you to touch my mind. Cleanse my thoughts. Organize this brain. You created this brain. Help it to function properly. I need all pistons firing at all times. If you're confused and you pray for wisdom, that's one of my favorite things every day. Lord, I pray for wisdom because the the job you've given me is too great for me. I'm, I'm like Solomon. I'm like, who can lead so great a people? I need you to give me wisdom, Lord, to be able to do this. And he says that he will. He will give liberally, which all that you need and a little bit extra. And he will give it to you every time you ask. And he won't chastise you and be like, what? You back for more? He doesn't do that. He just heaping on you, heaping on you. Here you go. Go out and do what you need to do. Enough for you, enough to share with somebody else. If you're afraid, we all deal with fear at some point in some way. We can pray because he doesn't give us the spirit of fear. So if you're afraid, he's got an answer. You just have to ask. Just make the request. Uh, to him, you know, because that's what asking is, is Lord, I need this. He knows you need it. But when we ask it, that means we know we need it. And so we're attuned to hearing the answer because we've asked the question. You ever been somewhere and somebody asked a question, it's a question you hadn't even thought of. But as soon as you hear the question, you're like, oh, I need that information too. And so then you're attuned. What did they say? What did he answer? What did he say? What did he say? Because I need to know. When we go to God with a request, we make our needs known. It's not so he will know what it is. It's so that we will know. You know what you need. And you ask God for what you need. And then you are attentive to his answer. So never think, if I don't tell God I need it, he won't know. He'll know. But you may not know. And when he gives you the answer, you won't be looking for it because you didn't ask the question. So you're just going around and he's like, I got all this healing over here and they all broke down. But all right, that's the way you want to do it. You know, I got all this over here. You lonely, you need companionship. What is it? The scripture says that some people are blessed with the gift of singleness. Others married. And you're like, Lord, I ain't one of the single people. I'm going to need somebody. I'm going to need somebody in particular. So I'm going to need you to get on that. I made my request known to God about my husband before I met him. Because I had already been with the dude I thought was going to be the one. And I was done compromising. I thought, you know, I just can't do this no more. But because I'm loyal, I kept thinking I can fix him. I'm going to hang in there. And that dude messed around and broke up with me for the last time. 
And it probably wasn't a month later before my husband came into my life. And then I was ready. Because at that point, I was like, I'm done crying over this dude. Lord, I'm just, just going to be me and you. Me and you. I'm done. I don't want to see another one of them. I know you're making a husband for me. And I will be ready. I'm just going to just show him when I get to. But for now, I'm done picking because my picker's broken. I just can't. And it probably was, I mean, I cried and I thought, I ain't going to never let another man make me cry like this. You know, I would never another man cry like this again. And it's probably a month. And I was going on about my business. And my husband accosted me in his workplace. See, because the, the Lord is faithful. He sent me to his job to work on. So he didn't even have to come looking for me. He just had to show up for work that day. That was it. He show up for work. And the Lord sent me in there looking all lost and confused. Because he's faithful. And the blessing that my husband has been to me, oh my gosh. If I had just kept fooling around out there, just trying to do it on my own. If it's already, it was already hard while I was dating, I can't even tell you how many times we broke up, got together, broke up, got back together over a year's period of time. And if it was, we never would have lasted marriage, y'all. If you can't last dating, I mean, you know, I'm just going to say, it don't get easier. It gets better, but it don't get easier. As kids, too, we didn't have no money problems. But anyway. That's a story for another day. So we ask God for those things that we need. And he is faithful to answer us. And when we get those answers, we're almost done, y'all. Then we move over to the why. We yield to him. Give way, submit, succumb, defer, whatever you want to call it. it makes me think of that commercial way back when. Uh, a lot of you probably were too young to know. But there was this Nestle tea commercial where people would be all hot and working out in the sun, and then that somebody would give them this big old glass of iced tea, and it would be like taking the nest tea plunge, and they'd fall back into the swimming pool. That's how we, when we yield to God, you were just going to take the nest tea, the God plunge. You just hold up your hands and trust him, and you just fall back into his arms as he is leading us and guiding us and showing us the way to go. One of my favorite psalms, um, is, is it some, you think I would know where it was. It's in there. Uh, but it says his word, one night, I think it's 119, 105. His word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Uh, the lamp, because it shows me where I'm standing right now. Because he's, he's always faithful to remind. You have to get grounded in your starting point. So he answers me and he shows me, all right, Samiko, this is where you are. All right, the word shows me where I am. And then it shows me where I'm meant to go. It's a light to my path. And, and what comes to mind for me, like if you go, some of these country roads, we may go down during the day. And one thing my husband and I, we just kind of look for, I don't even know why. But you, as you're going down these roads, you look, and I call them street lights. He's from the city. And city folk are just different. I'm not saying they're worse than country folk. I'm just saying they're different. So different, that's all. So early on, you know, we were having a discussion about something like that. And he was like, something, something, night watchman. I'm like, night watchman? What kind of swanky neighborhood do he grow up in? And he got people standing out. Because in my mind, a night watchman is that a man standing outside watching. 
And he was like, I'm like, what kind of what? And then I discover, I'm like, oh, you mean the street lights? And he was like, they're night watchmen. I'm like, okay, well, where I come from is a street light. And you had to be home before it came on. All right, so we, but when you go down some of these country roads, we'll look and we'll be like, there's no street lights, no night watchmen. So I'm like, this, this road is okay, but before it gets dark, we're going to be out of here because there's a lot of woods and there's no light and it's going to get dark. We're not going to know where we are or how to get out of here, right? But the thing about God is he knows that those dark moments are going to come in your life. And so he sent his word to be in the lamp. It shows you where you are. Because that's all your car lights will pretty much do. They may give you a little bit of distance, but not far. But his light is, but his word is like those streets that are lined. You go in some nice neighborhood. They've got every yard has one all the way down. And it's and when you go at night, it's a perfectly lit up path. And you can see all the way to the end. And his word will do that. You will see you right where you are. It shows you every minute where you are, and you can see ahead of you more than just a few feet as you continue following his word as you are yielded to him and to his mercy and his grace, his word just leads you down the path that you're supposed to go. Because he tells us, what did he say in Jeremiah? I know the plans that I have for you. He already knows. So, I mean, when you go somewhere with somebody that already knows the way, you can relax and go to sleep. I know I'm going to. If it's a long drive, wake me up when we get there. Unless you need something along the way. God already knows. He knows the path. He has plans for you. That right there is shouting words. He has a plan for you. It doesn't even matter the the circumstances surrounding your birth, however you came to be. He's got a plan for you. You are not a wasted life. You are not an accident. He has a plan. There is something that you need to do. Because there are people waiting on you. Lives that you need to touch. Right? And you can't do that if you're sitting around, oh, oh, but I don't know. They don't want me. God wants you. He wants you. And we need you. So he has a plan for you. We just yield to him. We just submit to him. We present our our bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God. There is so much greatness. And each and every one of you, so many lives you can touch, so many ways you can bless people. And all you got to do is ask the Lord, what do I need to do? Where do I need to be? And then when he answers you, it's not even an if, it's a when. He'll answer you. And it may be like so many times when I was sitting over in there doodling in the notebook, you know, I'm trying to look holy while they finish because I'm like, I can't pray for an hour, y'all. I can pray for 15 minutes and then I can sleep for 45. <laughs> Which are, and, you know, come to in just enough time, you know, to do the rocking. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You know, how they do. I, I learned how to fit in there. So I'm saying, because it was rough. I mean, I struggled with that thing. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't guess I'm saved because, you know, the conversation we had, I was like, I'm good. God, you good? All right. Well, let's hang out a while. And um, 
I'm going to flip through this Bible like you done told me something in it, but I'm going to sit here and wait a while. But he's faithful. Amen. And even during those times, he was faithful to speak to me. And I know I would go and this, y'all, this wasn't just while I was 16. I was grown up, y'all. I was married. And still, because I went from the intercessor's, intercessor's house, you know, surrounded by a prayer warrior, into the house of pastor. I'm like, you know how people say you marry, women marry their father. I messed up married my mother. <laughs> y'all, I'm just saying. It is uncanny how much they are alike. And so, and then he was all this praying and people would come up. I want you to pray for me. I'm like, dude, you got the wrong Stroud. He's over there. Because my prayers are personal. I ain't going to be, if you can't get down your own, I can't. I mean, if you start out, I give you a boost up, but I just, you're going to need them. Or you're going to need Elderware. Which one? No, I want you. Sister, you're making a mistake. I'm just going to tell you. But, you know, but the Lord has helped me, delivered me through that and show me that all I needed to do was connect with him in a way that I connect with him. And we were good because he's like, you all right? We good? And I'm like, all right, God, we here. We good. All right. No, though, you still go get them to pray for you, but we good. I mean, I can, but, you know, hey, everybody got their calling. I can talk you through some things, but, uh, you know. Anyway, so a very simple formula for prayer. So the next time you get ready, however you pray, you want to kneel, you, you know, whatever, you kneel, you sit, you stand. When you get quieted and you're ready to go before God, which needs to be on a regular basis because we need to speak with him on a regular basis, you know, and it doesn't have to be any set words that you say. Just speak from your heart. You know, he hears you. He is there for you. He is a personal God. Isn't that amazing? That as big and as massive as he is, he is personal. He understands your slang. He knows what you mean. Even those people that talk, you know what I mean, know what I mean? He's the only one that can be like, yes, I know what you mean. And the rest of us is like, no, because you haven't said anything. When you get in that moment and you quiet down, start out with praise. Just to remind yourself how awesome the God you serve is. Just a reminder that all those seeds of doubt that are thrown at us all day long as we go through life, when people say, God, can, I mean, that's like the whole big thing when we, the whole big bang theory. People are like, no, it had to have been something else because there couldn't have been a God that created. What? What you mean? Yes. My God can. My God did. My God does. Yeah. Yeah. And so you remind yourself of just how amazing he is. And when you get that whiff of that little something on you that you done rolled around in since you were in prayer last time, just go ahead and shake it off. Lord, wash me, wash me, cleanse me. What is that? Unclean lips. I'm, I'm filthy. Everybody around me filthy. We all stinking, Lord. Help us out, please. Let him wash you with the word. And as you keep that word in you, that's why it's so important to let those scriptures just flow on you because that word washes you. 
it brings to our attention the things that we shouldn't be doing, that we shouldn't be allowing in our lives. Just repent. And you can repent and repent and repent. There's no end that you just whatever. Whenever you feel dirty, just, Lord, cleanse me. Cleanse me, Lord. And then we make our request known. We ask him whatever needs you're struggling with. You don't have to suffer in silence. That ain't nothing wonderful about that. I'm just going to sit over here in my sackcloth and ashes. No. Lord, this is what I need. You got to help us, sister, out. I'm struggling. Please. And he will answer our prayers. And when you get that response, don't try to fight and be like, okay, Lord, all right, all right. You tell me what to do, I'm going to run with it. Okay, okay, I'm right. No, just by, I'm, I'm submitted to you. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to confront this issue? How do you want me to accomplish this task that you've given me? How do I do this? Amen? Amen. Amen. So just spend time with him. And just know that as we communicate with him, as we commune with him, we'll be changed by him. Amen? Amen. I'm done. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Shall I pray or am I turning it over to you? Let's go ahead and pray bow your heads with me. We thank you so much for all of you that joined us here live in our service. For all of you that are joining us part of our online community, let's pray together. Abba, we just exalt you. We extol you. You are such an amazing God, our creator, king. And we are just so in awe by who you are and all that you are. And we are so grateful that you love us, that you have a plan for us. It is our honor to serve you, to worship you. We thank you for the cleansing power of your blood, that Jesus, that you shed on the cross for us, that not only cleanses us one time, but every time we get the stain of sin on us, you wash us clean. We thank you, Lord, and we thank you that you have an ear to hear our request that we can come boldly before your throne and make our request known. And we know that they won't fall on deaf ears, but that you will hear us and you are faithful to answer us. And Lord, help us to always submit to you, to defer to you, to succumb to you, to give way to you, Lord, to rest in you. We thank you, Lord for an opportunity to commune with you. And Lord, we know that each time we step back out of our prayer closet, that we will have been changed from the experience, that we will have been made better, that we would be closer to you, and that we will hear your voice that much greater the next time. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.